and welcome to the Fertility Warriors podcast. My name is Robin Birkin and I am your host. You can also find me at moderndaymisses.com where you'll find a bunch of articles and a whole bunch of other stuff, including my free resource library. I wanted to ask a huge favour right off the bat here today. I receive so many emails People contacting me on Instagram, in our Facebook group, on my Facebook page saying thank you for your podcast and I love it and, you know, it just makes me think that all of the time and effort that I put into producing the podcast, producing the blog, running the Facebook groups and things like that is worth it. Uh, So I really am grateful to everybody out there who reaches out to me. The favour that I want to ask though is that if you uh, think that you have benefited benefited from this podcast, I would really, really love for you to rate this podcast on iTunes. It's like a five second job and it would just make my day. And what actually like rating it does or giving or leaving a review on iTunes does is it helps um, iTunes decide where to rank the podcast, which means that potentially more people who are struggling with trying to conceive um, can find this podcast in the search engines and things like that. And if you know how you feel, then you definitely want other people who are struggling with infertility to be able to find the resources that they want, which is why I do everything that I do uh, in terms of the blog, the podcast, the groups and things like that as well. So huge favor. If you feel that you have received value from this podcast, would you please leave me a review on iTunes and I would be so grateful. So today, getting right into the podcast, I wanted to talk to you about how to cope when everyone around you is falling pregnant. And isn't it the way, like it just seems like all of a sudden, every single person you know has fallen pregnant while you're trying. You're in this crappy space where all you want in the whole entire world is just to fall pregnant and have a child and everybody around you it's like they're dropping like flies everyone's falling pregnant you can't turn on Facebook without seeing another person showing an ultrasound picture or one of those uh, corny pictures and you're like god damn it I want that and it's hard like it, it just it almost like amplifies the way that you're feeling and you know so many times on our journey, I felt like I was in that space. And I think, you know, realistically, if we look at it um, from, you know, like a logical point of view, uh, all of the people who are listening to this podcast and myself were people who it's taking a little bit longer than normal to fall pregnant. Plus, you're at the age where everyone is falling pregnant. So to a degree, you can kind of understand how it happens. And I did used to also joke that if everybody waited for us to have children, as if they ever would, then they could be waiting forever because it was a bit of an unknown for us. You know, I never knew if we would actually ever have children. So if everyone waited, then shit. Plus, I didn't want and I still don't want anyone to ever be in my shoes. And, you know, they are obviously, and if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are in my shoes, but I didn't want, I would never wish that on another person in the world. So logically, I was always thinking that, you know, it was a good thing that everyone else 
was falling pregnant, but it still sucked in the moment. Uh, And I thought I'd start the podcast by just reading a little bit of an excerpt from my book, which is Screw Infertility. The year before we'd began trying for a baby, I was at the baby shower of a close friend and she had another friend there, Annette. There were only three of us who didn't have children. One was me, who secretly in the back of my head had an inkling that we'd begin trying at 30, another friend who was single, and Annette. I have clear vision of her saying, oh, yuck, kids, no, nowhere near that point. And then one day at the supermarket, I ran into her. And she was about eight months pregnant. My heart just sank like the anchor of a ship dropping to the bottom of the ocean and crashing on the ocean floor. Of all the people in the world, and even though I didn't know her that well, I think there was a part of me that thought that although everyone else around me was having children, at least she wasn't there yet. But then she was. I just panicked. She was having a baby too, just like everyone else, and at that moment it felt like the only person in the world who didn't have a child was me. I was truly alone, and I had to get out of there. I could feel myself starting to hyperventilate and the world start crashing down around me and I just blurted out, oh, hi, congratulations. I'm sorry, I've got to run. I'm running late for something. And I turned and walked straight out, trying to breathe and hold in my tears until at least I made it to the car. I raced home, walked through the front door and straight onto our bed, bursting into tears. This was awful. We were supposed to have children before her and we were getting left behind. Ross heard me sobbing and came to the bedroom and looked at me, confused and unsure of what he was supposed to do. I cried all the time and so frequently that he felt helpless and useless at comforting me. I get it. It sucks. It really sucks when everybody around you is falling pregnant. It's almost like the universe is rubbing it in your face. So, Today I want to talk about six things to help you cope when everyone around you is falling pregnant, plus my little bonus uh, one at the end. So I think some of it comes down to an understanding. And number one is that you have to have the acknowledgement and the understanding that people are always going to say the wrong thing. They are never going to 100% know the exact right thing to say because they're not in your shoes. So you have to have that acknowledgement that they're never always going to get it right. They're never always going to nail it. But no matter what, 99% of the time, minus the odd crackpot here and there, your family and friends really love you. They want the best for you. So even though they might not say the right thing, and it's really hard. I mean, would you know the right thing to say to someone who was just received a cancer diagnosis or someone who was going through a divorce, unless you've been in those shoes um, and in, you know, some, the exact same shitty, significant life event, then you just don't always know the right thing to say. So my suggestion on this one is to help guide people on how to act and what to do. If you don't tell someone what your expectations are, and this goes, you know, for life in general, if you don't communicate well what your expectations are, what it is that you want, so whether that be, you know, like in your relationship or 
from your employees at work, if you don't communicate your expectations well and guide people on, you know, what they what the heck they're supposed to do, then you can't expect them to get it right uh, or even close to getting it right. But if you guide them and show them and tell them what it is that they can do to help you, then that goes a long way toward, and they often, they love you. They want the best for you. So if you can show them, then they can do things like that. And I always remember I had a friend whose husband was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma and she just sent out a group email saying, this is what's happened. You know, whatever his name is, has been diagnosed with this. This is exactly where we're at in treatment. This is what I want to talk about. This is what I don't want to talk about. So, and thank you all for your concern. This is where we're at. And I thought that was really great. Uh, You know, things, bad things happen to people all the time. And have you ever been in that situation where you're like, oh, like, I really don't know what to reply here. I really don't know what to say. So she laid it out. So she made it really easy for us to show how we cared and what we could do. Uh, So I think that's a really good thing. And if you listen to the podcast Uh, I think it's episode two, we talk about whether or not to tell people. And spoiler alert, I really see the benefit in sharing your struggle, not the specifics of this is when my transfer is and this is when I find out the day that I'm potentially going to be falling pregnant or not. However, letting people know about your struggle in general, I think is such a positive thing. And if you think about it, It hurts a lot more when people are saying, when are you going to have kids, than it does saying, how is your struggle going, in my mind anyway. Um, So tell people, tell people what you expect. I have an ebook uh, in the resource library. So if you go to moderndaymisses.com, I have the free resource library. There's more than $100 worth of freebies in there for you. One of those is an ebook that you can just send as is to friends and family. And it goes through all sorts of things like these are the abbreviations, this is what um, this fertility treatment is and this is what that fertility treatment is. I also talk about how babies are made, which could be interesting for you as well. I actually found it quite interesting myself as well and it's written in Robin language. Uh, And there's like a little intro there as well. You can chop and change out pages there quite easily. But if you want to, send out people an email and say, look, This is where we're at on our journey. And it can just be an update, even if if you've already told people about your journey. Just wanted to give you an update on where we're at. You know, these are the, and it talks about, you know, like what not to say, what to say. And it talks about what gifts you can buy. You can say, look, I just wanted to, you know, tell you all this is where we're at in our struggle. And I've come across this ebook. I thought some of it might be helpful. Um, You know, have a read if you would like to have a read. It talks about some of the things that you can say and do that would help. So, you know, definitely that is something to do and something to consider. But generally, people are never going to get it right. So don't expect them to always get it right in terms of their announcements and things like that, especially if you don't tell them what they should be doing. The next one is there are actually benefits to being the last of your friends to have kids. And I know this obviously firsthand because I am pretty much the last of all my friends to have kids. Now, 
I know that right now you're probably like, get stuffed. I just want to have kids now. Go away. Well, I would love you to have kids right now as well, but that may not be your situation. So take heart in the fact that even if you are the last of your friends to have kids, there could be some benefits. When I had my daughter Chloe, and I've made no secret of this, motherhood hit me like a slap in the face. I was just so not prepared for it. I spent all of this time just working myself up to having the baby that I never really thought about what would happen after she or he arrived. And babies are quite unique creatures, or human babies are. Baby giraffes and most other animals come out and they can eat, they can drink, they can fend for themselves, they can walk, they can run. Human babies are kind of like dependent blobs and they cry and they can't just send themselves to sleep. What the heck? Anyway, when I, <laughs> before I had my children, I used to buy, for example, like a cute onesie, so like a long sleeved and long pants. But I would, buy, I wouldn't look at the sizes and things like that. So I would buy like a onesie for the kid when the kid's size would be in the summer. It just never occurred to me, and I did stuff like that pretty much all the time. Never bought a new mama meal, and never really understood about sleep or naps or anything like that. So hopefully that's not you, but that was me. Uh, anyway, though, if your friends have all had their babies they actually all get it. They pretty much don't do any of those things. They buy really awesome gifts. They know all about sleep deprivation. And I got so much hand-me-down clothes and toys and this and that for my girls that it saved a ton of money. So you, if you are the last of your friends, it is not going to be the end of the world. There are actually a lot of benefits to it. And putting a baby pretty much puts the kibosh on things like spontaneously going shopping or out to dinner or sleeping in. Or to give you a good example, right now I have the biggest craving for cooking cream ice cream. But my husband is out and I obviously can't leave the house because my two children are in bed. So I just have to sit with the craving. I know. So... But if you don't have children right now, you can totally just go out and get the cookies and cream ice cream. Do it. Live life fully. Someone in our Facebook group said to me uh, in the Q&A section today, if you could go back on your journey and tell yourself something, what would it be? My advice would be live life fully. I spent my time on my fertility journey doing postponing life, just postponing going on holidays and things like that. One month won't always make that much of a difference. And I just really postponed life being so caught up in the fog of infertility. And I think that if that's the space you're in, then that's okay. Give yourself permission to do that. But if I could go back and tell myself something, it is that before I had children, I would live life fully. I would live in the moment. You only have this one life and I would absolutely 
be conscious of trying to make the most uh, of every moment. The next thing I wanted to talk about, which is number three, is that it's possibly time for you to reframe failure. I'm in the process at the moment on working on this e-course. It's coming along great and I'm so close to finishing it. It's called Be a Fertility Warrior and it is all about how to survive infertility. One of the modules that I talk about is reframing failure. It's really, really easy to be let down by every failure and I know because I've been in that space that every time, you know, like you spend your time counting down the clock and you want time to go really, really quickly and you just want it to be a big fat positive and then it's not. Time after time, it's not. Um, and you think to yourself, you know, that your life will be enjoyable for you when this season of life is over. But, you know, if a genie had told you that, okay, you'll fall pregnant in 2.5 years, then you would be like, okay, awesome. You would go out and do all of these things. It comes back to what I'm talking about, this uh, reframing failure. But what if all you needed to do was reframe your perception of success? And rather than define it by a single cycle or a single year, you change the goalposts a little. And I'm talking about changing the goalposts to, you know, like a five-year or a 10-year plan, rather than looking at every single cycle as a failure or a success. Newsflash, the normal pregnancy rate on any given cycle is 25%. So even the most perfect people with their perfect fertility, the average is 25% chance of falling pregnant. So it's not like a normal person is going to nail it every single month. And I know that month after month it gets a bit, um, you know, like when you first started trying, you spent a couple of months and, you know, you were kind of okay before things started to go downhill. But what if you just reframed failure? What if everybody around you took three years to fall pregnant? It wouldn't seem that unusual, would it? So reframe your mindset around the big fat negatives and maybe just see if you can change the goalposts a little and look at things in terms of more of a season of life um, that's a little bit longer, not necessarily just being that, you know, a failure of every cycle uh, and things like that. The next one that I wanted to talk about is dealing with your anxiety. It's really hard when someone announces a pregnancy especially when they do it in public. And as you, if you've heard the beginning of the podcast, I just had moments like that where it crushed me. But there are, things like that are always going to happen. Baby showers, big dinners with people announcing their pregnancies, co-worker announcements. And I remember vividly sitting in the lunchroom, you know, on my fertility journey, watching this lady go through her pregnancy and just fill our minds with all of her announcements but this is the thing how are you going to deal with it not how do you deal with it or how did you deal with it what is your plan moving forward for how you are going to deal with other people's pregnancy announcements do you have an attack plan 
in place. So do you have a song or a mantra or, you know, like a little trinket or something that you'll go and hold? Or I do you have a meditation that you can listen to as soon as you start feeling that anxiety when you are in that moment where you're at a baby shower and it's all too much or you go out to dinner and someone announces their pregnancy. So when you're out to dinner and someone announces a pregnancy, sometimes the first reaction is that you want to rush to the bathroom, start crying uh, and almost like lose your shit. What if you are like, okay, this is what's going to happen. Someone announces a pregnancy and I can't feel like I can't deal I'm going to go and listen to what? So I have, again, in my library, I have a meditation. You might want to listen to the meditation. I have my friend Ali Davies uh, from alisondavies.com.au and she has a video in the library of how to deal with anxiety and she talks about breathing exercises you can do. You could have a chant that you do. But I think as well, the thing is to have a plan in place that you're almost like you're prepared. You know, they say that in an emergency, if there's a cyclone or a bushfire or something like that, depends on whether you're in the United States or Australia to some degree, then people always have to have a plan in place. So if there is a bushfire uh, and someone is, is in, in a real bushfire prone area, they have to have a plan in place. So of what they will do in that emergency because it's so common for things to happen and people to just panic. So if you have a plan in place though for what you're going to do, there's a bushfire, I do X, Y and Z, then it's all a lot calmer because you know what you're doing. Some people have, you know, like bags packed for certain situations. When I was having Olivia, I had a condition called major placenta previa Um, which is quite a scary condition. Uh, It meant that in my pregnancy I could bleed uh, spontaneously and heavily at any given moment. So hashtag ticking time bomb. Um, And it resulted in me having a bleed or just I was walking. I didn't even feel it, like not walking, walking. I was like walking down the corridor of my house and started bleeding and Olivia was born an hour later. That's how crazy that story was. And I ended up with a hysterectomy. So that is how serious it is. Yes, I have had a hysterectomy at 35 after my fertility journey. It's crazy. Um, but I was prepared. I had in my bag, a, I had a plan of exactly what was going to happen if and when I had a bleed. I had a bag packed with just an overnight bag of things, a backpack by the front door, and I had my neighbour briefed on what would happen and I started bleeding and I was calm because I just said, okay, well, we just put the plan in place. So my question to you is what is your plan of attack? So rather than potentially panicking when you see a Facebook announcement or um you go out to dinner and someone announces it or you go to a baby shower what is your anxiety plan of attack have a think about it I'd actually love to hear your feedback on this so either in our Facebook group in the comments of this blog post uh, on my page on my Instagram reach out but I would love to uh, hear your feedback on that one the next one that I wanted to talk about is surf your own wave 
I do not know if you've heard this song by Kid Cudi called Surfin', but he talks about, you know, like, I'm not catching any waves because I'm too busy surfing my own wave. And it's so easy for us to get caught up in like what everybody else is doing and, you know, that everybody else is falling pregnant so quickly and things like that. And I just come back to the podcast that we did with Gabriella Rosa uh, on how to get pregnant sooner. And she talked about, you know, for some people, falling pregnant is our Achilles heel. So in our body, the one area that has a flaw is our reproductive area. But here's the thing, everybody has an area, at least one, and everybody else has drama in their life. So our drama is around falling pregnant, but everybody in the world, everybody has some form of drama or some kind of Achilles heel in their, within their body. That's why there's crack addicts that can fall pregnant, but hello, they're crack addicts. So, you know, I think you need to be conscious of surfing your own wave and knowing that this is your journey, this is your path that you're on um, and you need to be out there seizing the day. You know, you have a life, you have passions, you have desires for your life and this is your current issue, your current drama. Um, So don't put things on hold. Be conscious uh, of surfing your own wave. And, you know, like often people say, the grass is greener on the other side. And it's true because, you know, I'm sure there are some people's situations that you would rather not be in. So make sure that you are conscious that this is, this is your journey. It, it sucks. Um, but everybody has things in their life that suck. This is your thing that sucks. The sixth one that I have before I go through my little awesome bonus tip is to feed off the energy of the pregnant women and you're probably like get stuffed I don't want to be around a pregnant woman but here's the thing I don't know if any of you have seen The Handmaiden's Tale but as a woman who has gone through infertility it kind of is like I don't know resonating with me a little bit because there's a part of me that's like is this what our future looks like, that all of the women will pretty much be infertile or have infertility? And it's like a sad world. If When you look, it's a messed up TV series, but it's a sad world on The Handmaiden's Tale um, because no one can fall pregnant. Society kind of sucks just a little bit. It's almost, you know, like post-apocalyptic style and that's the energy that's the vibe that would be around imagine if everybody you hung around with were people who couldn't fall pregnant it would be a sad story wouldn't it whereas the people who are pregnant they're happy they've got what you want you know they've got good vibrations I would be you know and I you know truthfully I think I actually did used to rub pregnant women's bellies for good luck like a Buddha because you want what they've got. I would much rather if, you know, like if I was trying to, for example, be rich, 
I would most prefer, much prefer to surround myself with my rich friends rather than my really, really poor friends. There's a common saying, I don't know if you've heard about it, but you're the average of the five people you spend the most time around. And there's something about the energy of the people that you spend time around that, you know, I think that people who are pregnant have a really positive energy. They're emitting really high vibrations. And I think that that's something that you want to be conscious of being around rather than constantly surrounding yourself with low vibrations. Um, Which is not to say that you have to be around pregnant people all the time. And it's not to say that you can't ever be around uh, people who are also going through infertility because both have their space. But I think it comes down to a little bit of balance. And I think it's about also, you know, being conscious of deflecting energy from people who have a low vibration and really trying to absorb the energy of pregnant women who are really happy and glowing uh, and things like that. So my bonus tip, I can't remember what I've called it on Instagram, but let's call it the fertility warrior pregnancy game or Facebook official announcement game. And this is where you set in advance. So this podcast is all about, you know, like planning and living life to the full, but you plan it in advance. You talk to your husband, you say, okay, here's the deal. Here's the game, like a drinking game. When somebody announces the pregnancy on Facebook, we are going to something. Are you going to go out to dinner? Are you going to have a cocktail? Are you going to treat yourself to a massage? Are you going to buy yourself a bunch of flowers? What are you going to do when somebody announces a pregnancy? So it kind of almost takes the sting out a little bit because you're like, oh, damn, I have to go for another massage. That kind of doesn't suck as much as it would otherwise. So I would love to hear what you think about my awesome game for when people, everybody around you is announcing their pregnancy. So let me know what you think. I'd love to hear your feedback. Um, That's this podcast done and I will catch you for the next podcast, which is about how to cope when everything around you feels really overwhelming. Catch you next time.